The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Hello again. Thanks for joining us. Uh, have we got an exciting, I think very exciting, uh, platform for you today. I think you'll enjoy our guests. But first, uh, as always, I'd like to thank you for tuning in and tuning in from around the world. And I, uh, if I miss you every week when I uh, uh, say thank you, just know that somewhere you'll be in there. So thank you to China, to Canada, to Spain, Germany. Germany, uh, you're just amazing out there. Thanks so much for tuning in. France, Thailand. Um, I'm so humbled by the fact that you think our show is quite interesting. So um, we are the Wellness Lounge, and it is a signature brand for Wellness Interactive. And what uh, we also like to believe is that we take it a step further. So the platform is that we're engaging you with guests that uh, may do, I think they're doing amazing work uh, around the country, around the world, and they may live right next door to you, and you may not know. So find that person in our guest that's living right next door to you that's doing amazing work, and uh, you will find yourself to be empowered. So we're taking it a step further, empowering the mind, the body, and the spirit, and it's ideal for all of it to be in sync at any time, but sometimes one or two may be off, and that's okay. Just know that you can focus on one, mind, body, spirit. And now on that platform, uh, or that message, I should say, I'd like to read a uh, paragraph from a book, as I always do, um, Dr. Henry Cloud, Integrity, The Courage to Meet the Demands of Reality. Wow, this amazing book. I think you guys should really, uh, if you can or when you can, reach out and try and pick it up. So he speaks about a different definition of character. Okay, he goes on to say, we want to know that someone is trustworthy or faithful. We want to be able not to have to audit their numbers. And if those things are in place, then we often put the character issue to rest and begin to talk about business or performance abilities, competencies, and the like. Yet, when you look at the real world, there are the dimensions to a person's makeup that deeply affect the results, the wake that they leave behind, the definitely 
that that definitely are uh, germane uh, germane to the task and yet often do not get the focus that they deserve. So um, I think uh, you'll find that our guest uh, uh, will enlighten us and and empower us uh, just to know that um, we are all in transition and that transition uh, hopefully we're connecting that whole mind, body, spirit, or at any given time, at least one of them. But we are always in transition. So today's topic, however, is empowering women in business while in transition. And so we have uh, with us today guest uh, Jean Ausler. And Jean Ausler is an entrepreneur and facilitator for women president organizations, which she'll speak more about. Uh, decades of empirical evidence and practical experience support the robust associations between women's educational attainment and positive development outcomes. It is now conventional wisdom and development discourse that where education levels are higher among women, fertility rates are lower, family size is smaller, and women's health and economic status are stronger. There is even evidence to suggest that in settings where education is more gender equitable, economic growth is more robust. What is less understood is how the education of girls and young women translates into positive development outcomes. We argue that it is the healthier, safer transition of adolescent girls to adulthood and their empowerment during their process that are, in fact, the linchpins between education and improved outcomes at the individual community and societal levels. Now, that's just uh, what uh, uh, we feel um, uh, is one or maybe two of the empowerment levels, but Jean will, um, I think, enlighten us on so many other things as well. So Jean Ausler is called the queen of results because she is all about getting unprecedented results <laughs> at speed that creates and maintains unprecedented performances for her clients. As one of the country's top business consultants, top-rated speaker, and world-class executive coach, her clients say her no-nonsense approach is results-focused and completely personalized to meet the needs of the business and its leaders in the moment. She achieves the highest results for each and every client, each and every time. Jean has made millions of dollars for her clients by working with them to grow their companies and their people. How? By working with companies and their people in sales improvement, organizational structure, process improvement, change management, and I can go on and on. She has a master's degree in organizational development. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us, Jean, and uh, can't wait for you to enlighten us all. Well, thank you for having me today. I'm very excited. I feel like we're having a cup of coffee right next door to each other. <laughs> and believe it or not, I am having a cup of coffee right now. <laughs> and I'm having a cup of tea. I don't know what everyone else are. is doing in the world right now, but we're having coffee, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'm having tea, so you can have tea any place, any time. Yes, yes, I love tea. That's true. Tea is absolutely so um, fantastic, any place, any time. So... Uh, I want to just uh, uh, engage uh, right now at this moment about the great Gene Osler. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to find out more, and I hopefully our listeners are, 
uh, will um, want more as well. I think they do because it's about empowerment. When I read your bio, uh, it's first of all, it's it's absolutely um, extraordinary because you're working with sea uh, level executives, and you're really uh, it's really the bottom line for helping them to navigate that whole success platform. So I just want to ask, were you the shy child? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Were you really always uh, assertive, aggressive, the go-getter? And maybe you're you're not that at all now. I don't know. But what type of child were you? I was an only child. And I was an only child of a woman of divorced parents at a time when divorce was not even considered. I can still remember in second grade they would you had to make a picture of your family, and I could mm. spell the word divorce because of a song by Tammy Wynette. And she, oh, that's how I could spell it. And which so, song was that? It was called uh, it was called divorce D I V O R C E, and I was the only kid in my uh, school at the time, who was a kid of divorce. So I've always been wow. a, a, a person who's uh, followed their own drummer. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, yeah, and I've never been aggressive, but I've always been a leader. I was always the person who said, come on, let's let's get a game together. And, okay, yes! you know, like, um, how should we, uh, okay, do you want to be team captain? And, okay, let's, I was always the organizer. Oh, oh, I love that. Yeah, and that's uh, and and uh, I think that's really important. Uh, but as a young person, do you find that to be more important for girls when they're younger to step out and be the leader, or you know, as we all are in transition, is it really okay to just engage when you can? Maybe you'll 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 become this leader or step out when you're in high school or. Who knows when you're in college? How, what's your feeling about that? Is it something you should just focus on and try really hard to nurture um, young girls as leaders? Oh, I think it's very important to nurture young girls as leaders, and it's it's interesting because culture has a, such a big play in how young women grow up. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I in my culture, women aren't supposed to be outspoken. And you're supposed to look cute and, you know, like only spoke, speak when you're spoken to. And yet I find now I'm, you know, out in front speaking about lots of things. And I, I do have a daughter who's 15, and she was painfully shy when she was little. Hmm. And, yeah, oh, painfully shy. And we would role play when she was little <laughs> about things that she wanted to say or do. And, I, you know, we'd role play, and then she'd go up and try it. So I think it's really about... Yes, women, even young girls, should be able to follow their own passion. And we, as older women, I hate to say older, but, you know, as more experienced women, mature, (laughs) more experienced women, we're there to to help them and support them and raise them up so that they can follow their lead. So how uh, does one know when um, their child uh, is actually very shy, or just being non-sociable. They may choose, or, you know, the, the, your daughter may choose to not want to engage. I, I say this because, I, you know, I, I have two daughters, and one daughter I, I was a little concerned because she just wanted to be in her room, and she was this bookworm, still is. And But the other daughter, she was a bookworm too, but one wanted to just be out, and the other just wanted to be in her room. And I didn't really know 
if uh, she, I, I didn't know if she was shy or, you know, when do you leave the kids alone? I know that you're, you're not a, a therapist or anything, but I think what you've done with your daughter is quite amazing. You're, you did the role-playing, all of that. But how do you know when the child is just, um, or your, your daughter, how did you know when your daughter was shy? Well, I think the thing is about, it's interesting because we, um, you know, shyness and being an introvert are often um, intertwined. And so mm-hmm. to me, being an introvert or being an extrovert is where you get your energy from. So a lot of us extroverts have to go out and talk to people and be involved with people because that gets our juices flowing. And introverts spend <laughs> its truth. And, and no, yes, I believe you. Yeah, but for I introverts, know. it takes a lot of energy to go off and talk to people. And then they need time to, um, you know, by themselves to recharge. And so I find that it's not really about shyness. It's really about are you an introvert or you're an extrovert. And, you know, we use those words now um, as negative words, and yet I think being an introvert is great because it allows you to come back and think about things and reflect and become much more creative mm-hmm. than maybe the extrovert who's always out there running their mouth, although, you know, they find <laughs> great ideas too. Um, painfully shy people I find um, fascinating because, again, I think they're probably more introverted and they're just in their own head, in their own game. Right, right. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad leader. In fact, no, okay. it, in fact introverts next, are, are yeah. actually better leaders <laughs> Question, than extroverts, yeah. say, the research says. So, it doesn't know. mean they're a bad leader. Mm-mm, not at all. So it's really, again, you know, I've always followed the kid's lead. That was always my um, philosophy was to follow the kid's lead. And if the kid was going to be, you know, I always wanted um, both my children to be able to follow their own path. Mm-hmm. And I think whether that they should not be followers, they need to be their own people. And yes. that's the difference. If they're shy, fine, but yes. they have to be able to follow their own path. Absolutely. So then um, your mom uh, was most likely a leader as well, because I'm sure, um, as you mentioned, uh, uh, unfortunately, you know, uh, you were uh, going through this um, uh, divorce along with your parents, really. (laughs) Right. Was Was she a leader or... Oh, yeah, my mom was a total leader. Oh, please, please. So here, this, this is like <laughs> yes. my mom. Well, I would think know, she you talk about people being in transition. I've you? been in transition like all my life. And as women, I think we're always in transition. So my, so, um, my mom, when I was a kid, uh, there was no uh, softball or soccer. Or there were no games for women. So my mother marched down to the mayor of our town and informed him that he should be having um, uh, teams for women, for girls, especially in soccer and softball. And that if she didn't, if she didn't uh, get that, they would great. Be so <laughs> off. So the next thing I know, I was playing softball, softball and soccer because you know I love they your a, mother. They were the team. <laughs> That's awesome because you know there are studies right now that uh, that uh, say uh, uh, women who play sports uh, or played sports and still are playing sports will um, uh, sometimes make uh, better uh, executives as well because they're team players as they go out into the world uh, they understand how to build teams. And so if you're not, if you're in, uh, I think when I was coming up was homemaking class or something, <laughs> and then my last um, year, two years, uh, then the sports 
came along and hats off to your mom. Oh, love her. Yeah. <laughs> My mom also said to me, like, I remember I was really little. I said, Mom, I want to be a cheerleader. And she said, you will not shake your butt for any man. <laughs> she used the A word instead, but I don't want to be you know, offensive. I think the other thing for is, her. Good is for Girl her. Scouts. I really do believe the Girl Scouts is has has changed um, women and women leadership, and yes. I, I believe the Girl Scouts is around the globe. And Frances Hesselbein, who is, if you don't, you should read her book. I love her. I have her book. Her. I met her. I the woman. She's just fabulous. She's fabulous. I was. I you know I've met her. I love her. She's a woman who still travels in her nineties. I mean, mm-hmm. but she stood in a conference of eight hundred women and she said, "Could you please stand up if you were a Girl Scout?" And ninety nine percent of women stood up. Yeah, she spoke about that actually. Yes. <laughs> so, Isn't that amazing? Yeah. My daughter think, you know, was a Girl Scout, and I'll tell you, I, I think it has made a difference in her life. And, you know, I, I spoke to Francis about that. Um, so then uh, let's stick with Girl Scouts just for a moment because. Yeah. Um, we're finding, or these are, this is not me, basically, these are studies, again, research, uh, saying that um, Girl Scouts, uh, obviously, were nurturing young women to be leaders and just empowering them. Do you feel sometimes that, uh, or you, you, you think sometimes that uh, we may be leaving the boys behind? Is there anywhere in the future where we can just create a platform to empower both young men and young boys simultaneously. I know they have Boy Scouts, but it is different. Boy Scouts, is it's a lot of outdoors and so on. But I say that because they, they're, um, statistically the boys are now being left behind in uh, uh, schools and education and so on. I would agree with that. And it's interesting because I have a son who's 12, oh. and... What's interesting is, at least in America, our schools have changed to be really more oriented to how girls learn versus how mm-hmm. boys learn. Mm-hmm. And as you know, more girls go to college than boys do. Yep. And mm-hmm. there's a whole study about how boys are not motivated to uh, work hard and become mm-hmm. leaders themselves because of the way our society has changed. Yeah, yeah. And, and so eventually... You know, there might become a tipping point where we're going to have to be taking care of our boys. I remember when I was in corporate America, I started the first take your child, take your daughter to work day. Mm. Remember, take your daughter to work day? Yes, always. We had a long conversation. I can still remember this, a long conversation as an HR director. And we decided to make it take your child to work day. And we invited both (laughs) girls and boys at the time because we just felt it was important that everyone participate. Oh, That was a long time ago. Oh, yeah. So... You know, I think there's a place for girls. I think there's a place for boys. I think there's a place for everyone to follow their own path, and that's the most important thing. Yeah, we really need to uh, try and balance that at some point because I, I remember my daughter saying uh, she was in middle school. I think it was seventh or eighth grade, and she says, "Mom, you know," uh, she'll say that uh, I don't know uh, David, and and there was no David. I'm just <laughs> right, right, making a name up. David is. He's really smart, she said, but he just doesn't work hard, you know, and they they don't push the boys as, as much. So excellent, excellent uh, uh, comment, and, you know, we'll, we'll work on that for the future. So fast forward now, which brings us into where you are now, and you're helping 
so many sea uh, uh, level executives or just uh, companies or, or people to uh, I, I say people because uh, I dare not say people are corporations corporations are people well mm-hmm. <laughs> but in any case that you're helping people to manage their businesses and a lot of them um, are female owned businesses yes. as well right yeah so I now a lot of women owned businesses. Uh, Take us into that space, Jean. Um, you know, we, we focus on young girls as leaders, and now we're really working with these leaders that have they've been nurtured uh, as children, and now they're running their own businesses. And I'd love to hear what the difference is and moving forward in a successful business and uh, a business that um, uh, is uh, staggering in a sense, okay? So I want to start here because I think that there's going to be a very big generational change between, let's say, our daughters and maybe us and the generation that's above us. A lot of the women that I work with right now have started their businesses at literally at their kitchen table and they become incredibly successful, and they say to themselves, how did I get here? <laughs> like, and then they say, like, who am I to have this multi-million dollar business? I just started it at my kitchen table. <laughs> and, and that's a real, str- it's a real struggle for them. I love it. They, they, they do, and you, don't, you never see that from them because there's the facade of I'm supposed to be fabulous, and they come to me and they say, oh, my God, you know, like, I just started this thing at my kitchen table. Now I have 20 employees. Who am I to have this? And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of that kind of self-confidence issue of who am I? Whereas I think our daughters, because they've been raised differently, I don't think Jenna will ever say, who am I? You know? Right, exactly. We're helping. There's a transition of that uh, thought process. And for women business owners, there's always the transition of, okay, who am I to be doing this? And I have to do this. I need to do this. I want Mm -hmm. to do this. Ah, very interesting. Mm -hmm. I need to do this. I need to do this for myself, but more so for the next uh, generation as well. Mm-hmm. For my family, for, for, your family. for my nieces, my okay. nephews, whoever it might be. I need to show Absolutely. other so, women Jean, that me, I hear possible. the music, so we're going to break for a commercial, and if you could just hold that thought for a moment, Jean. Sure. Um, so exciting <laughs> <laughs> to uh, uh, find out more about um, uh, our business uh, women and uh, the C-level executives and how to empower them and transition. We shall return in a moment with Jean Osler. She's empowering us today with Women in Transition. Thank you for tuning in. the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even co-worker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. 
Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for joining in uh, today. We're speaking with Jean Ausler, and she is empowering us uh, just about uh, business and uh, women in transition, or you can be a guy too. She works with guys. <laughs> so, Occasionally, um, I work with them. Jean, I, I love what uh, uh, we were speaking about before the break. You spoke about uh, women uh, <laughs> feeling uh, a, a little. Uh, uh, I, w- I won't say. Uh, let me put it this way. They're, they're not empowered by the fact sometimes that they have these multi-million dollar businesses and they started in their kitchen. You know, I'm one of those people that started in my kitchen. <laughs> so how do you balance that or help them to make that transition into empowerment? So the, so the first thing you have to think about is the belief of yourself. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's uh, and you talk about companies, you know, as people, I do truly believe that a company is a person, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that for these women who are in this transition of who am I, I start to talk to them about, well, you've developed this company because the company is, is now no longer them. It's usually mm-hmm. now a separate en- entity that they have to recognize and nurture and um, care for. And once they make that transition of, oh, it's not me anymore, I have this company, and it's a person, we, it's, a, it's a branding exercise that we used to do when I was in advertising of, like, who is this brand? Is it mm-hmm. a man? Is it a woman? Is it this or that? Um, just, what car does it drive? And once you start to give a personality to a company and make it into a brand, then the woman really goes, oh, you know, like, I get it. I've now got to move this person forward to the next place. Mm-hmm. And that's how they move from the, oh, my God, I, I started this thing at the kitchen table, who am I? We now move into the, oh, I have this organization, and I've got to keep it going because I've got to keep nurturing it and growing it because it's a real person. Right, so right. So um, uh, on that note, now, are you ever um, sitting down with uh, executives or, or female-owned, you know, business owners who uh, have uh, personalities? Now, we all have personalities, so I'm careful. For me, I'm careful not to say the uh, personality is a corporation because I get that. I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. However, if you take uh, sometimes take um, personality. Um, and you transfer to a brand, 
you could walk into to a space and know that the company is representing uh, uh, representative of the C-level executive, the, the CEO, who may not be as nice or kind or who may not be as savvy in business. And you can you immediately know that this is this person's business. So I say all that because how do you make that transition uh, not just for yourself, but with your employees to get them to understand that uh, there is um, uh, a long, there, there are long-term goals, and uh, there is legitimacy, <laughs> you know, uh, and, and respect in a business. Because I think that's the most difficult uh, platform. It's engage employees to help them to understand that there is a brand, this is a brand, and the brand is representative of who maybe I am or who the C-level executive is, uh, that's, that's very hard, but that's where you come in at because you're the professional to help make that transition, I would think. So one of the things I will tell you right away is I say to my clients, nothing is hard, everything is challenging. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about mind. Words that we use are so important. So I will say to them, you can never say this thing is hard because then your mind says, oh, it's hard. It must be hard. I have to find it hard. Love that. And and so I say to them, let's change the language into challenging because the brain goes, oh, it's challenging, but I can overcome a challenge. I can't overcome hardness. So so language is really important, and I'm going to just point that out separately of the conversation. Mm -hmm. I... I find that uh, engaging employees is actually easier than we think because the, usually the challenge, and I don't ever say a problem either. Usually no, I don't like problems. I don't like problems either. <laughs> I, I don't because then the brain goes, oh, I have to find a problem. Yeah. Um, and that's brain research, is that we don't talk enough to our employees and we don't ask them enough questions and we don't ask them what their thoughts are. And so the employ the woman business owner who starts to have these conversations, and I ask them to have it quarterly. What do we start doing? What do we stop doing? And what's the one thing to improve? And if you Great. have those conversations with your employees, they give you some really good ideas about the business and what the business should do and where the business should go. And then as the woman leader, you get to make the final decision of, yes, I want to do that or not. So right. I, I say that if you can engage them in conversation, they, and they that's provided to, you have the right people in place to be well, able to, to well, receive it or right. be receptive, receptive to the dialogue for it all. Oh yeah, where does that start? Right like finding uh, maybe uh, the right people to engage with on that level. Well, I find that if you start to engage with people on any of those levels. You'll you'll understand pretty quickly if you have the right people on the bus or not. Because yeah, that's true. I agree. <laughs> you will. I absolutely agree. And often, what we do is when we go into organizations, and and if they're large, uh, what we'll do is we'll say, let's have a top ten or the top twenty, and we identify employees that if they were to leave tomorrow, the organization would be very unhappy. Um, yes. Yes. And we yes. nurture those 10 people, and those are the 10 people we talk to. And then what's interesting, or 20 or 30 or whatever it is, or five, and what's interesting is because they get talked to, then they turn around and say, hey, do you know they asked me for this information, and then everybody else wants to get in on the game. So they yes. ask, well, how do I become a top 10 employee? Well, here's what you Beautiful. Do. So um, how do you um, uh, engage with uh, 
your clients uh, or, or women uh, to empower themselves first. Now, we're speaking about uh, we've, we've just gone over corporate and, and how we interact with our employees. Um, now, we can, as, as a female-owned business, you know, uh, we could do all of what you just mentioned, but, of course, it starts with us. Mm-hmm. Now, how do we empower ourselves on uh, the level of uh, thinking in terms of 24-7, we are engaged with being in transition. And, you know, we're, we're, to me, transition is we're dropping kids off. We're managing homes. We're managing our companies. We're taking trips. We're doing all of these things. How do you, uh, what's a great uh, message for women who uh, sometimes feel lost in all of that and may not understand uh, as much uh, about the empowering of being in transition and what that, that means to even continue a successful business? Because if we get lost in it, the business will fail almost immediately. So I think the idea is, is that what's your philosophy in life? What mm, guides you? Okay. You know, what, what do you and what mean? is yours? Oh, mine? Well, I know. I'm just saying because I want, <laughs> I want you, you can tell us how, what we should feel like, but also what is your philosophy first then? Well, I, my philosophy is, is that I need to raise two happy, well-adjusted, health, healthy, financially able to be independent children. Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You know, I, that has been my, uh, it's interesting because that's my whole thing in life. And, and I've had coaches say to me, well, that's not big enough. Well, to me, oh, like, really? yeah, I've had, I've had, and male coaches, not female coaches, but male coaches say, uh-huh. to me, that's, that's not big enough. And I think to myself, if I don't raise these two children to be happy, healthy, well-adjusted, financially independent model adult citizens, then I failed at everything. So mm-hmm. that's my that's for me the number one goal, and it's interesting because there are women business owners who don't have that. That's not their philosophy. It might be their business comes first. I have a very mm. good friend whose business was everything for her, and the business always came first in front of her children, mm. and that's how she lived her life. But for me, it's my children are first, so the business always comes second. And I, love I that. have, and as a woman in transition. I, um, I'm very clear about that with my clients. It's written into my contract that says, you know, we will give each other reasonable accommodations for unforeseen things that come up, like children. <laughs> because oh, you're do. so fabulous. <laughs> and so you have to live, you know, you have to figure out what your philosophy is in life. And then as you read this, you know, you started with the patches on integrity. Mm-hmm. Then you have to have integrity around that. So everyone who knows me knows that the children come first, and I will call them and say, I'm very sorry I cannot come today because, you know, my children are um, have whatever they might have. Now, with that said, there is a balance because there are times when the business must come first. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember a time where my daughter was graduating from uh, elementary school, and I had a very huge uh, conference where I could get lots of business. And I said to her, honey, you know, I, I could either go to the conference or I can come to your fifth grade graduation, and she said to me, well, why don't you go to the conference instead? Because it makes money for us. Oh, wow. (laughs) And and I said to her, okay. And I think that's the other thing about women in business and women in transition is you have to get the kids involved in the business. They have to understand what the business does Mm -hmm. for them, 
What's the benefit toward them? And my yeah. children have been in, in my business since they could understand the word business. Um, I have had my bookkeeper explain the numbers. We've talked, you know, I've had them um, uh, do work for me, even if it's just filing. Mm-hmm. Um, I maintain a home office just so they can see yes. what it's like to be in business. Yes. So I would say that, you know, having the children involved also mm-hmm. is very supportive. Um, uh, I, there's a story I'll tell you about a woman that I saw. She ran a very large business, and her husband was killed, and um, she had to run the business by herself which is also a transition. And she got the kids involved, and uh, she she said she knew the kids understood about her life and her business and how they fit in when. She heard her son say to his friends, my mother is usually very nice. Unfortunately, she has a cash flow issue right now, and that's making her preoccupied (laughs) in a little angle. Oh, my God! That is so... Oh, my goodness, that's so empowering. Wow! Yeah, well, kids have to understand what cash flow means. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And most of us as women don't think we should involve our children. But when they understand, oh, my God, I've got to get you to school because I've got a, a, a um, business meeting or a conference call, right. they're much more forgiving about it. Cause they yeah, I agree. Absolutely agree. And, and I, I so uh, love you for the fact that, you know, the, the kids are first or the family uh, is first, and I think that sometimes it's such a miss uh, as uh, a, a woman doing everything. It's mm-hmm. such a miss for some women that uh, if your family, your home, your kids, if that's okay, you're going to have uh, an amazing transition while you're in transition. <laughs> oh, I absolutely! Because as a yeah, female business owner, one, you're always um, in transition. Of, uh, uh, for me, one of the uh, priorities in, in my life is that we have to be that same person twenty four seven. So, mm-hmm. who I am at work is who I am at home. Mm-hmm. I find that uh, it's sometimes a big struggle if we turn off this space we're in, in our mind, in our body, in our spirit, once we're out in the world, if we turn that off to be someone else, then we get home and it's hard to, you know, take off the mask and be another person. So I think, you know, just understanding um, the family first, they keep you grounded in in, uh, mind, body, spirit. They will always keep you grounded. You will always be who you are when you're out in the world, and it's so much easier to be you than to be anybody else. So I, I, I love it, love, love the idea for, uh, about uh, kids. Um, so that said, if, uh, or, or when you're engaging with uh, women in transition, all of that uh, important information you just gave us uh, is so uh, valuable. So can you uh, engage uh, us in the idea of how, women can take care of themselves while they're away from their families, since our families are the priority for most of us. When you're away, what are you doing? Do you connect with your kids uh, 10 times a day or maybe once? Or how does that work for um, yourself, but also uh, when you're engaging with with, uh, C-level executives? How do they manage that? Well, again, I think it's about expectations, and I think it's about priorities. So I often can go on a business trip and never speak to my family. 
I know. Oh, I love that. You never speak to your family. Never speak to my family. And I will tell you, though, that I have a system. And my system is, and the kids knew this, and my husband knows this since, uh, since I started this business 14 years ago, was that if you had to get in touch with me, you call me three times. You call, you hang up, you call and hang up, you call and hang up. And I will then ah. stop whatever I'm doing. Wow. And I will, um, and I have done this. I've been in, in large trainings, and my phone will ring. I always have my phone in front of me um, because my husband travels a lot too. And I would, and if the phone rang three times, I would say, "Oh, you know what? Time for a break." Why don't wow. I'm in a break, everybody, and of course, everyone would be like, "Oh, that's great." And then I would go off and um, take the phone call. Excellent. So even, yeah, you excellent. have to have a system so, and expectations. Yeah, excellent. I love that, um, Jean. Uh, we're going to break for a commercial again, and uh, when we return, I'd like to know more about. Uh, uh, some of these little uh, little simple secrets you have, like uh, <laughs> call me three times and hang up. I love that. Okay, so we'll return in a moment with Jean Ausler. She's empowering us as uh, uh, women in business and women in transition. Thank you for so. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks for tuning in uh, again. Uh, Jean Ausler with us, and uh, she's amazing. I, I'm just loving everything you're discussing here, Jean, because uh, I'm feeling empowered as well, and that's the whole goal. I get all the information simultaneously as everyone else does in the world and feeling empowered. So, that little nugget you gave us about the three phone calls, um, uh, your family will call you three times, mm-hmm. and then you'll know that uh, it's important. Do you have, hey, hey, something else that you want to share with us? Give us some more little nuggets that we can use. In terms of women in transition and the yes. kids or just? 
Or just, just nuggets in general, because there may be guys that are listening. You've got some really good ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my hey, God, listen, guys. I've heard it all, all where, you know, we're someplace traveling in the world, and we always get this call, or some of us, we'll get this call, uh, I'll never forget, I don't know, I'm on the, in Norway on the top of a mountain or something, and, and my daughter is uh, calling because, uh, well, Dad said, uh, he he can't locate the number for the fridge. The, the the fridge is broken or something, or the dishwasher or something. You get something while you're gone. Where's that balance there uh, with with the guys and uh, us traveling? How do you kind of how do we manage that? Well, interesting. I will. I will. Very interesting because as a woman business owner, no matter how big or small your business is, your partner has to be involved in the whole business. And you, yes. and and in some cultures, it's hard because you know men really don't want to do all the work. And I, I can tell you that I went on way when my daughter was very small. Um, I started traveling, and my husband took the whole week off in order for her to get to school and make her lunch. And, mm-hmm. and I, le- mm-hmm. I left a very large instruction book. Um, I think that the conversation between you and your partner, when you decide to open a business and mm-hmm. where the business might go is very important. I give a lot of credit to men who support women business owners because we're a very interesting and unique breed. And it <laughs> takes a very special man in order to say, okay, honey, I'm going to support you through this. Oh, gosh, I love Love that. So thank you, honey, my husband, because he's been a great supporter. So your husband obviously is a great supporter. Your kids are great supporters. Now, I will, I will say, Desiree, that there are people who own businesses where their husband and kids aren't supportive, and that's okay. You can still run a very successful still, business. Yeah. The balance have is, to... is, is difficult at times, though, wouldn't you say? Yeah, the balance is difficult, and that's, you know, the transition always of how do I get these people on board? How do I keep them engaged? How do they keep supporting my dream, even when there are times that they don't support it? How mm-hmm. do I get them to, to do that? So you can still, you know, even though you and I come from supportive, you know, very good support systems, um, you know, there are people who do own businesses where uh, they may not have their family as supportive about the mm. situation, you know, whether mm. that's their mother or their brother or their husband mm-hmm. or their kids. And mm-hmm. you just have to continue to live your dream and try to get them on board with you. Oh, love it, love it. So tell us about your business and where you're going um, in the future. Uh, not that you have anything rolled out. You're fine where you are. Your business is fine where it is. I'm, I'm not sure. But um, just for the listeners, we'd love to know more about um, your uh, platform and uh, if there are other things on uh, the list for the future and rolling out, uh, um, I guess, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm, I'm lost for words because I, first of all, I just think you're amazing. And then I think your company is amazing. So Thank I'm not you. sure if there's anything else you are rolling out, but if you can tell us, uh, more about, uh, your company and the support system within your company. So it's interesting you ask that because I am a woman in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, I have two teenagers, and my two teenagers are attending online private school, which means that, that they will be sitting in my home uh, no longer going to school, you know, to a brick-and-mortar school. And so I've decided to launch an online coaching program or coaching business. It's called the Business Growth Company. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just recently so wow. that I can spend more time at home. Congratulations. 
Yeah, thank you. Um, so without, so I don't have. To, I travel a lot in my management consulting company, which is called Alden Management Consulting Group. And when the kids made this decision of I want to go to online private school, I thought, well, I got to launch something new in order to spend more time with them, or at least to be in the same room with them. We could all be working on our computers like we're all at the same company. So I opened this up, this new company called the Business Growth Company. And the idea behind it is it's that it's um, large, it's group coaching for hmm. sales. Uh, leadership and marketing, and so people can join a group uh, with other people across the world. There's a private Facebook page. Wow, they get, they get that's to um, they get to listen to me every week. I give them <laughs> like I'm doing like now. They get to have a um, coaching session, sh- sessions with me, and it's a year long program that then they can help to either grow their business through their sales, or grow their business through via their leadership, or grow their sales through marketing. So when you talk about I'm in transition because I'm keeping my management consulting company growing. Uh, which has been going on for 14 years and was started because of my daughter. And um, now I have this new company that I'm building. So that's, a, mm-hmm. that's my transition. Yeah. So Wow, beautiful, perfect. So where would uh, we find you if we were interested in uh, signing on for um, this course or group sessions? Well, interestingly enough, so the name of the company is the Business Growth Company. It's located at moregrowthnow.com. Moregrowthnow.com. And we're actually hosting a telesummit with 21 experts on business growth. And Mm. the the, uh, telesummit starts on September 16th. Wow. And you can go to the um, businessbuildingsummit.com and then start listening to all these different experts and, and that will help you grow their, your business. So, you know, another thing that I'm helping women in business and transition is the how do all these different experts that are talking about what do you need to do to grow your business. And the first woman I just interviewed, Jane Rios, she mm-hmm. just, oh, my gosh, she blew my mind about <laughs> how you get found on the Internet. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And so... It's going to be a terrific summit for wow, people to listen it, to. Yeah, um, it's oh geez, it, it, it's it's something that uh, I think is also so needed while we're in transition because we can be anywhere in the world and just log into this, right? Right. Yes, and listen to it. Uh, f- 24-7. So I think it's going to be very interesting. And then my normal company, Alden Management Consulting Group, is at jaldenco.com. So that's the uh, you know, company that I've been running for the last 14 years. The new company, moregrowthnow.com, is just coming online. So uh, mm-hmm. the queen of results is pushing that through. <laughs> <laughs> so moregrowthnow.com, is that also uh, a platform for um, uh, a social uh, media type platform? You can uh, you can engage with social media as well. So if it's if you're you're online and you're listening to all of these these great um, experts, do you have Facebook and Twitter? Can you tweet while you're doing it? Can you do mm-hmm. all these different? Uh, Yes. Social media connections. You can, and what's nice about the moregrowthnow.com uh, is that it's going to be a Facebook group. So we have uh, ah. a private Facebook group where you can put your questions in, and people around the world can answer them if you're a part of that group. I mean, I'll answer them too. Most people, you know, tag me and ask what I should I do. So, you know, I give advice to everybody else. So remember when you were in class and you were always afraid to answer, raise your hand because you didn't, you know, want right. to be the only one with that question? I mean, I was that kid in math yes. specifically. 
this way you raise your hand and you ask the question and everyone goes, yes, it's the question I want to answer. <laughs> and they all, they all pile in on the answer too. And it's just mm-hmm. a really beautiful way of learning, I find. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. And awesome. what's nice is that. So how are you with uh, uh, Twitter? Um, do you uh, tweet uh, at all or is your company on oh, Twitter? I tweet. I'm a Gene Ausler, you know, hashtag Gene Ausler. I tweet a lot, actually, because I'm always reading. And so I always want to share interesting articles that I've read, or I'm always thinking about different types of stuff. I have, I actually have an, uh, a small, um, every weekly advice. I guess it comes through your email. It's called Gene's Growth Gems. And people like it because they say to me, gosh, that's exactly what I was thinking. So uh, my growth gem today actually talks about how we're not great receivers, especially with mm. comments. Mm-hmm. And as women, we don't. We always say, oh, no, it was no big deal. And I, and I <laughs> right? We say, oh, yeah, I could have done that in my sleep. But the idea is to say thank you. And yes. then you become a better receiver. You're so right you about receiver, that. More things come to you. Hello? <laughs> That's me too. It's like, oh no, no problem, no yeah. problem. So I'm so, always encouraging people to sign up for you, my huh? growth gems because that will help them get little tidbits of information to continue on their journey. Yeah, I love the the growth gems. I actually receive uh, the the growth gems from you. So um, it, you're also a facilitator for uh, women presidents organization. Can mm-hmm. you speak just a little about that? Because uh, that's an amazing platform. Marsha Firestone uh, is the founder. Can you speak more about um, uh, WPO and maybe for those of uh, those people who may want to engage with a WPO or become a WPO? How does that work? So, Women's Presidents Organization is my. Heart. It's like my. It's my give back to the world. I, mm. I love that organization. I mean, Me it has too. Of, uh, yeah, I do, and it's it's how I. I mean, I'm. I, I don't have, I, unfortunately, you know, that going to the soup kitchen or building a house doesn't fill my soul the way I, and helping women business owners become more powerful for themselves and for their company and for their employees. And mm-hmm. the, women presidents, the Women Presidents Organization gives me that platform to help women do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is an, it's a global organization. There's 125 chapters across the globe. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, there's a, there's a, um, chapters in Australia and New Zealand and Turkey and South America and South Africa as well as the United States and Canada. And I would encourage everyone to go to womenspresidentsorg.com to see if they can join an organization like the Women's Presidents Organization because it's such a great forum to realize that you're not alone. So many women business owners believe that they're the only one who has these problems, whether it's just in their business or with their kids or just with themselves. And the reality is is that the business owners have the same problems, even though they might be in different industries and different types of businesses. And I find also as women business owners, we often are very lonely because... Who are we talking to? We're talking, right. to our, we're talking to our husbands who may not understand. We're talking mm-hmm. to our girlfriends who may be stay-at-home moms and don't understand. Or we're talking to our girlfriends who are employees who may not understand. Or we're talking to our moms. Right, exactly. Right? Who, who, I mean, I have, a, I have the White House grandma. I mean, I, I love my mother. She is, she is absolutely my White House grandma. I'm very lucky to have her. 
and she gives me one. I always advice, say that too. I miss my my mom, but she was definitely the White House grandma as yeah. well. <laughs> so it, you know, it's important to have that support system of women specifically who can understand what it's like when you do have a cash flow issue, an employee issue, and a husband who's really angry with you because you can't get dinner on the table at six p.m. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, listen. Uh, the idea that we can engage with women, period, you know, while we're doing business is, is just, it's very, very empowering. And I can't thank you enough for uh, what you do. I mean, it's, you're, you're an excellent facilitator, absolutely excellent. And I don't use that word freely too often, well, but you. you're absolutely excellent. And I, I now see why. Uh, even outside of that platform, how great you you are just interviewing you here or having a conversation. I won't say interview, but having this conversation with you, uh, you are uh, just uh, very empowering. And uh, I'm so happy that uh, you tuned in to uh, Enlighten Us All. So they can uh, find you on Twitter, uh-huh. Facebook. Yes, they can find me on Facebook, Jean Ausler. I'm there on Facebook. You'll you'll see about all about my kids because Facebook is all about my family. I'm on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, that's the other one. Yes, LinkedIn. You can find me at Jean Elster. I will link in with you if you'd like to link in with me. So there's that, oh, and um, so I'm on all the social media, and I'm also uh, on. I'm as they say in the intern. Uh, what is the internship? I'm on the line. <laughs> yes, yay! Yes, you are. So I want to thank you so much for sharing with us and engaging with us uh, today, Jean, and I'd love to have you back again. Uh, I think, um, uh, as always, your, your information is very valuable for uh, women in transition, but for men, too. <laughs> so, well, so thank, thank you, Desiree, you. for giving me the opportunity. I've very much enjoyed our conversation, as I always do whenever the two of us are together. <laughs> <laughs> me too. We love that energy. I love it. I love it. So much energy going on here. Uh, so tune in again next week. We're going to have another exciting guest for you. And uh, as always, uh, you can find us, uh, Wellness Interactive, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. And it's wellness, I-N-T, and it's, uh, that's Twitter, or Twitter handle, and then it's Wellness Interactive. So thanks again, and uh, we'll tune in next week. Thank you so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge, a step further. Please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.